0: And anything that isn't current probably won't work. So if you're having trouble with a link that doesn't work, that's probably why. Head on over to photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Or if you're following along at photobizhelp on Instagram, it's the link in the bio.
1: If you want to support your friend's small business, don't ask them for a discount. Because when you ask a small business for a discount, you're literally saying, Hi, can you please take from your budget and give to mine? And can you please take from what you have to provide for your family and your needs and give it to mine?
0: This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels from brand new to burnt out who believe that business growth starts with personal growth. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. I created Jennings Photo back in 2010 and have been happily full-time since, but not without some mistakes along the way. Those lessons, plus what's really helped me thrive financially and personally, are what I want to share with you so you can grow with your photo business too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. Before we dive into today's episode, here are a few words from folks that support Photo Business Help. So if you're like most photographers, you probably didn't go into business for paperwork. Does the chaos of invoices, emails, to-dos make you a little crazy? Well, that is where 17 Hats comes in. Their all-in-one, mobile-friendly platform organizes your entire business. 17 Hats handles things like time-sucking tasks, payment reminders, capturing leads, and scheduling your meetings. With 17 Hats, important emails go out automatically. Quotes, contracts, and invoices. Click, click, paid. So it's a small wonder that thousands of photographers swear by 17 Hats. You'll free up so much time from day-stealing to-dos. It's like you've cloned yourself. You'll be able to focus on what you do best, which is obviously photography. Meanwhile, 17 Hats does exactly what you need done to manage your business, just as if you were doing it. So why not clone yourself with 17 Hats? Visit 17hats.com to learn more with the discount code PHOTOBIZHELP. That's 17hats.com with the discount code PHOTOBIZHELP. One of the best decisions I've made in over 12 years of running my photo business was switching to pick time. It is beautiful. It's easy to use. It's easy for your clients to use. There's slideshows that are amazing with music you can add. There's a beautiful store with tons of products and they dynamically insert your client's photos so they can kind of get a sense of what stuff looks like before they order. They have these incredible automations that for me, it's been a game changer. I've made more money in my photo business hands down since I switched to pick time than any other time in my business. These automations remind people of sales, do all the emailing and communicating with your clients that you might not remember to do. And they make it dead easy for them to look at their photos, share their photos and purchase cool stuff. It is so game changing. And since I talk about them so much, I'm here to tell you what they are offering as a sponsor of the show. Go to pick Dashtime.com, that's P I C timecom and use the code PhotoBizHelp. This will give any new user one entire bonus month free when you upgrade to a paid plan. You can often start a free 30 day trial. So, whatever sounds good, you can head over to pick time.com, use the code PhotoBizHelp, and make this huge transformation in your business. I promise you'll love it. It is amazing. They are amazing and really helpful if you need help. Again, pick-time.com with code PHOTOBIZHELP for a free bonus month when you upgrade to a paid plan. Hi, Audrey. Hi, Natalie. So we posted some stuff in the newsletter, or I did in the Photo Business Help newsletter in the Photo Business Help Facebook community as well as on Instagram at photo biz help about today's chat we're gonna we're answering some common questions that we asked folks to submit questions we're also just gonna pull a couple that we get all the time and answer them for you so if you are one of those people that is wanting to learn about photography business stuff today's your day I don't know if that makes sense (laughs) today is your day every day cool should we just get right into it how are you let's okay I'm we'll great. Just, yeah let's <laughs> again there's there's the tree thing happening i had like two and a half weeks of my neighbors being away so like duplexes are weird because if you live in the upstairs downstairs kind and they're old and beautiful but old
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then someone walks with just their heels or maybe <laughs> they put on work boots when they get home or they it's loud tap- dance. yeah I mean, I'm doing all the podcasting no-nos, like I'm just sitting next to a chainsaw underneath a loud neighbor, but apologies if you hear, if you hear noises. Okay, Audrey, question number one, what do I do or what do I tell a client if there's bad weather for a photo shoot? Uh, You want to go first?
1: Sure. Yes. All right. This is relevant because it's happened to me like a million times recently as well. First and foremost, as always, I always say like preventative measures are best. So I tell clients when booking that there is a possibility if we run into poor weather, I'll reach out a couple days prior and we'll talk about a backup plan. And then I say the backup plan is either you rent a studio or we do in your house or we we reschedule. So they already know like and that just eliminates probably 75 percent of the stress right there just that
0: yep over communication yep
1: so they are aware and then I just do exactly that I watch the weather if they were four days out as usually when I check in and I just say just a heads up I'm seeing 50% chance of rain and then I give them a couple options like if we need to reschedule, what day next week works for you or do these days work for you. Also I like to ask them, because weather here in Minnesota changes so quickly, it's like impossible to really predict. So even the day of.
0: Yeah, and it kind of matters if you're doing the shoot relatively close to home. I mean I'm, I'm assuming for this question, most of us are like within a 20-ish yeah. minute drive to the the session location. I think if you're yep. driving to a mountaintop that's two hours away like Fiona Margo does, she's probably got a different set of things she looks out for but let's just assume we're all kind of like in town for this question
1: yeah very good note there because if it's like oh the weather here at my house is great the weather top of the mountain is not it's something to be aware of yeah but you're right I mean the weather here changes like super fast all the time yeah I don't give it a ton of weight like I'll I'll mention like oh there's a 40 percent chance for rain but let's wait till the day of to actually see because you just can't tell And then I like to ask them, like, how late in the day, like, say it's an evening session, how late in the day can we hold off until I give the final call? Because I don't want them to, A, get all ready for their session and only for me to be like, sorry, we're canceling. Or B, also just be sitting around waiting all day and, like, holding off on their plans. So if they are in charge of, like, okay, by 3 o'clock, let me know then that's good. And then I just text them at three, like, I think we're good or not looking so great. Let's maybe reschedule.
0: Yeah. I typically just tell them, like, I'll look at the weather generally a day or two before any shoots I have. And I'll just send an email day of, I try to move to text just because it's so much easier to get a hold of me. And in case I miss an email, but I'll just say, Hey, it looks like it might rain later. I'm going to give you a call about 90 minutes before our shoot time or two hours or whatever, and we can make a a call on it then Yeah, if you're comfortable with that. That's usually what I do too. So yeah, just being communicative, letting them know that it's not an extra charge to reschedule for weather, making sure that's clear, letting them know what you're willing to shoot in. I think that's important too. Like in the winter, I tell people be prepared if it snows because I'm going to shoot in snow Mm -hmm. unless it's a blizzard. Like we're going to be out there. And even if it's a tiny, tiny bit drizzly, we're going to probably just see if we can wait it out. Uh, The only thing I won't shoot in is like, you know, whipping winds or pouring rain. And you probably don't Mm -hmm. want your photo taken in that situation either. Right. So hopefully that answers the question. Again, I I get the theme of like communicating is uh, always present here, but also just um, letting people know ahead of time, like, hey, if it's crappy weather that day, this is what's going to happen. And then then they know.
1: Yeah. The ahead of time thing is great. And like you said, um, outline or outlining what you will shoot in. I also have like a temperature cutoff that I started implementing because I pushed it too much and it was awful. That's good for Minnesota. What's your temperature cutoff? I want to say it's 20 degrees um, or 25. I can't remember. Now. Mine is generally around 25. I have shot in less, but your fingers fall off. So unless yeah, it's a it's,
0: mini session, like a winter mini, you can't do it.
1: Yeah. I just say it's not worth it at all. I've had people try and push it and it was terrible. And then I was like, well... <laughs> For those listening around the world, this is twenty
0: five degrees Fahrenheit. We're talking about um, yeah, oh yeah, because <laughs> I know twenty five <laughs> Celsius is quite warm. So yeah, twenty five Fahrenheit, very cold, just below freezing, which is thirty two Fahrenheit. I don't like to go too much below that either because it's miserable. Yeah, but everyone's got their own thing. So if that you know whatever, I don't want to, but that's a great other point to make. I also heard something. I don't know if this is true. I was recently on a a vacation. Uh, with some friends in Mexico and one of the, so we were supposed to rent a boat and we were looking at the, the weather app on our phone and it said like 40% rain at 3 PM or whatever it was. And one of the people was like, that means that it's going to rain for sure at 3 PM, but only 40% of the region that it's watching is going to get rain. Yes. Not that it's 40% chance of rain.
1: I've heard the same. Which I thought is bonkers.
0: I I didn't know that. I
1: recently heard that too. And I was like, is that for real?
0: Well, I was like, where'd you learn that? And she goes, TikTok. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, oh, well, we might have to fact check that. So if you're listening to this, feel free to, you know, send a note in saying that's not true. But I thought it was kind of cool. Meaning like if it says 80%, it's like 80%. Uh Uh-huh. Of the land in the region that you're referring to is going to get dumped on. Not 80% chance it is going to rain.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I'm. I is that like, true? I just don't know if that's true. I don't know. True. I also learned it on TikTok. So <laughs> I feel like it's not true. But what do I know? I get my info from TikTok. Well, I'm still not
0: really on TikTok much. I haven't posted anything and I follow like a few people, but I, f- I find that yeah I just can't get sucked in. I will get my TikTok from
1: Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty much the same. I deleted TikTok a couple months ago. Ooh. Yeah.
0: Okay. Next question. Are we ready? Go for it. What do you do when a family member asks for a discount on a photo session? Ah, the first thing that comes to mind for me, and then I'll let you jump in here, Audrey, is that family and friends, in my opinion, when you're running a tiny business, should be the ones that are first in line to pay you your full rate because that's it's it's a lot of your time and energy to do a shoot, no matter what. and especially if you're just starting out, like those are the folks that should be in your corner really trying to help grow your business and support you. And I think like it's a really big bummer when people ask for a discount because they're family or friends because it's like, oh man, like mm-hmm. don't you know that this like doesn't help me?
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have so many hard feelings, strong feelings about that. <laughs> Let's hear them. Uh, <laughs> okay. Who can I piss off today? Um, No. I just totally agree with what you said. It's like if you want to support your friend's small business, don't ask them for a discount. Because when you ask a small business for a discount, you're literally saying, hi, can you please take from your budget and give to mine? And can you please take from what you have to provide for your family and your needs and give it to mine? And I just think that's rude. I agree that people might not see it that way. And I think most
0: folks, if they're listening, that have asked their family or friends for a discount are probably like, oh, shit, you're right. But I also think if you as the business owner want to offer your family or friends. So, for example, I have a family member that I do regular seasonal mini sessions for because I offered it as a gift and that is fine with me. And there's no resentment because it was me offering it.
1: Absolutely. Oh, yeah.
0: But it's very, very different, I think, if someone asks. But, okay, let's – if someone does ask, what do you tell them?
1: Um, I don't really get asked a lot anymore. But when I – earlier in my photo career, I did. And I ended up creating a VIP page because – and like you said, there were people that I would give discounts to. and But that was different. That was – I wanted to. So if you're somebody listening that got a discount from me, it's because I wanted to. But if you came to me and were like, I need a discount – that's different. And I created this VIP page cuz it's that preventative stuff again. If somebody would reach out, I would just send them this link. I wouldn't even have to have the conversation. On the page it would just say I'm giving this discount because you're one of my special people, etc. However, if it was somebody that reached out and I didn't want to give a discount to, I would just keep it really short and sweet and not try to get too emotional and just be like, I'm not able to give a discount at this time. Totally understand if I'm not within your budget. But if you want to move forward um, with booking, just let me know and I can get it set up for you. And that's it. That's perfect. You don't have to explain nothing. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you don't have to explain
0: anything. You can mm-hmm. just say, "I'm I'm fully booked or... I don't have the the time to do that, you know, because it is money. Time is money, blah, blah, blah. But yep. I think those are good good answers.
1: Yeah. I've had a, actually, I said, that I don't get a lot of ask for discounts, but I lately I've had a couple from non-family members, just like kind of random people, which I think is even more bold <laughs> sometimes.
0: It's like... Yeah. Yeah. Or I mean, it's one thing if you're emailing someone and saying, are you running any specials or whatever? Yeah. I always just direct people to my mini session page and say a few times a year I announce these and this is a great way to get a few good photos at a a huge,
1: huge discount. Yep. Same. I have my minis and I'm like, this is probably more within your budget. So there's always an option for them, but yeah, the friends and family one is tough because they're your friends and family, but it comes down to like, valuing yourself and your time because you know if you're doing stuff for a discount it truly is taking away from what you have to provide for your needs and you're gonna get burned out
0: if you are a photographer and you live in minneapolis or close by you are lucky because our new sponsor studio q is offering a 10 percent discount on any studio rental but You want to take advantage of this. This is my personal favorite place in the whole city to shoot. It is located in the Arts District in Northeast Minneapolis. There's photo and video studios available to rent by the hour, the half day, full day. The walls are whitewashed. The ceiling and floors are all white and bright. And there's tons of windows, tons of windows. Most of the big windows are west facing. There's amazing light. There's over 6,500 square feet of space here. There's two studios, there's two full kitchens, there's private bathrooms. I've taken my branding clients and other clients here so many times and it is always amazing. It's perfect for food, photography, lifestyle, all sorts of stuff. You can use paper sweeps, tabletop surfaces, and hundreds of kitchen props. There's like a ton of stuff here and it just gets better and better. And the best part is Kristen is amazing and she will always be there to help you out if you need it. So use code PHOTOBIZHELP for 10% off any studio rental time. Just go to StudioQMPLS.com. StudioQMPLS.com. Use code PHOTOBIZHELP for 10% off any studio rental time. You definitely want to check this place out. It is my favorite. So you hear me talk about the greenhouse. Applications are now open. I wanted to share feedback from the last person that just finished the eight week program. She says, this program completely transformed my mindset and renewed my passion for my business. Natalie helps you narrow your focus and identify tangible steps to work toward your business goals. I would recommend the greenhouse to anyone looking to grow both as an individual and as a business owner. That's just one person. There are so many others that have gone through various iterations of this program. It is Refined and always getting better. And it is for you if you really need the help getting your business going. Most of us buy programs and then just kind of let them sit there. We do like two modules. This has all the built in accountability that I needed when I was going through coaching programs. And so I made sure to put it in the one that I'm offering. So there is eight weeks of help. Every week you'll get one-on-one time with me. Every week, you'll get time with the group. You'll get 24-hour email support for all of the questions you have. So you're not just sitting there like, what do I do? There's so much built into this program that you don't get with your average course that you just purchased. So take the time to apply. Applications are open. Invest in yourself. Invest in your business. I promise you won't regret it. photobusinesshelp.com forward slash apply. That's photobusinesshelp.com forward slash apply to apply to the greenhouse today and get your business on track. So you have more money, less overwhelm and burnout, and more time to just live your life and enjoy it. That's photobusinesshelp.com forward slash apply. I think it goes back to that kind of idea we talked about where, like, is, is there resentment involved here? So if someone asks and it doesn't bother you, Fine, you know, or if you're just starting out and you're really trying to build your portfolio and and you want to give a discount so you can get the gig, like you know, you just have to make that call. But I think when you get busier and you get more established, there's that chainsaw again. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I think that's when it starts to feel a little bit resent. You start to feel a little bit resentful because you're busy and you know. But I I don't know that it's our job to tell people hey, your friends and family, you should be paying full price. I think it's just right. knowing that in your heart and not saying it, but just you know, holding that as a value is probably the point we're trying to make here.
1: Yeah, yep, exactly. You don't have to get emotional and you don't have to explain You know, the anger rising in your stomach when somebody asks that of you. You can just, like I said, keep it very simple and just say, I'm not able to, to do that. If they push or if they give you a hard time, then go for it. (laughs) You know, if it's someone that you feel like would benefit from hearing you explain why they you think it's wrong, but
0: yeah, I don't remember that ever happening uh, to such a degree.
1: Mm -mm. Hmm. Yeah. Make that up in our heads more than it actually happens. It's getting loud outside my window here. I can't hear it if that has. Oh, great.
0: If that's helpful. Yeah. Let's, let's move on to our final question of our little. Oh, yeah. You can't hear that tree coming down? <laughs> Look, I did not schedule the tree,
1: people. Speaking of trees coming down. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's going on with your tree? Didn't you have a tree? I have a tree that's having a hard time, but the other day I was sitting on my couch and I heard... It's having a hard time. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's... <laughs> okay. Sorry. She's not doing well and I'm. <laughs> it upsets me, so I have to figure that out. But I was sitting on my couch and I hear the sound of like, a tree cracking in half and then a huge thump outside my window. And I was like, what the? And I turn around and see all these squirrels like flying around the yard. <laughs> oh, oh a lot gosh. of squirrels. The neighbor has a a big walnut tree in her front yard, which is like the neighborhood menace. She also hates her tree because it just is a mess and the squirrels are all over it. But a giant ass branch like cracked and fell right Right on her sidewalk, right outside my window. Whoa. And I, I texted her. I'm like, are you home? <laughs> She's like, my damn tree. <laughs> yeah.
0: And so does she have to pay for that or do you or how does that work?
1: Um, I think she, no, It it was in her yard and it didn't damage anything, but still it was like. Right in the front yard in the middle of the day. And, you know, it's what if the kids were out there or something? That would have been terrible. She rents. So I think she texted the landlord. Oh, okay. Out there looking at it lately because the tree. I've had a lot of tree issues. <laughs> have you really? Ownership is so much fun. <laughs> I have,
0: I am renting right now. And so I have no control over these tree people doing the tree thing it's okay maybe what i should do but you really can't hear it because there's a wood chipper it's fargo outside my window people are gonna have this impression <laughs> of minnesota we're like talking about it's like 25 degrees it's not 25 degrees it's blue sky and 80 degrees right now and it's gorgeous yeah, it's- and it's green and lush and beautiful and there's squirrels falling out of trees but yeah. uh, there is a wood chipper right outside my window that you can probably hear this just makes it more fi- makes it more minnesotan The whole podcast, that's what people sound like here. All right, let's go. Uh, Trees falling everywhere, squirrels flying.
1: Yeah.
0: Let's just do this last question. This is from someone in our Photo Business Help community. If you want to join on Facebook, it's open to ask questions and just connect with other people. You can go to photobizhelp.com forward slash community or just like in Instagram, there's a link to it in the link tree. More tree talk. All right, this is from... Bonita Jane of Bonita Jane Photography. So shout out to another Minnesotan. I have some questions for wedding photographers. I'm wondering how much people charge for travel, what you ask for as a retainer, and when you collect final payment. So these are like three big ones. I think I'll, I'll just start with the travel one. You can add on to it and then uh, you can go into the retainer and final payment thing. So for travel, for me, it's pretty simple. I just charge like 50 cents a mile after the first 50, 50 miles if I'm driving uh, somewhere. if I'm If the wedding is more than, this is when I was shooting a lot of weddings in the region. If the wedding is more than two hours away, three sometimes, but generally two, I would ask for at least one night of lodging included. Generally two. I like being there the night before so that I can wake up, have breakfast, Not freak out that I got a flat tire and I'm late or whatever it is. So, especially obviously if you're flying there, like be there the night before. But if you're driving, it's still nice sometimes. Like, especially if I'd shoot like a a cabin wedding, like four hours north of Minneapolis, you know, I would certainly want to be there the night before, wake up and then shoot. And then usually you're not wrapping up till nine ish or later. So, I'm not driving home four hours in the dark. So, generally, as a General rule, if it's more than like three hours away, I would ask for the night before and the night of, of hotel.
1: That sounds on par with what I do. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, same thing. I like if it's over two, I think two and a half hours is what it says on my website or something. Then yeah, definitely at least one night of hotel, if not two. I don't like to risk like getting a flat tire on the way there in the morning or something like that. Like that just seems too much of a risk. And I charge cause now the federal mileage charge is sixty-two cents a mile. So I, I round it up to sixty-five because gas is expensive. And I will do a hundred miles round trip. So yeah, fifty miles, anything over fifty miles. I charge per mile.
0: Yeah, I would probably up my price too if I was still doing it because gas is yeah. in a different
1: situation than it was a couple years ago. Yeah, it went up quite a bit. they They raised it halfway through this year, which they don't ever do usually. But I asked this question, similar question in another group once about, do people charge like a flat fee or do they like, they just say, oh, it's a $200 fee for the hotel and I'll just go pick my hotel or do they find the hotel and then bill the client for it afterwards because hotels can vary so much, especially depending on location and I was doing a flat fee, but I think I'm going to change that because that has bit me in the butt. I don't think I ever had a situation in all
0: of the years I shot weddings. It's like many, many, and maybe 50 of them out of, out of the area where I had to get hotels, mm-hmm. 75, something like that. I always just had the client book it for me because they almost always had a guest block. Okay. So I would generally stay at the hotel that all of their guests were staying at. Okay.
1: And that worked okay for you. Like you never ended up somewhere terrible.
0: No, no. I would ask them. I would be like, "Do you have a guest block?" You know, and they would say, "Yeah, we'll just add you to that." Uh, they would. Okay. They never put me anywhere really weird. Uh, as far as flights go, I would always just do my own flight. Uh, this is okay. a lesson I learned from someone in a group years ago that did a lot of destination stuff. Because what a client will sometimes do to save money is is book you on a two-stop you know cheapest thing Uh, and so like I will be clear with them and say look I'm gonna I'm gonna fly coach but I'm gonna fly non-stop if I can and I would just let them know because you know whatever and and I think they they've never ever ever had a problem with that but that was the one one thing where I would I would be very clear up front that like I'm gonna book my
1: flight that probably eliminates some mishaps too because it You know, flights, you have to be under your name and your ID and all that kind of stuff. So much easier. I just had a horrible, horrible hotel experience that I want to share super quickly. I had one of my last 2020 COVID weddings a couple weeks ago. So, you know, I collected payment like years ago for this wedding. And I, I lost out on some money when it came to the hotel, which is fine. But anyways, I booked a cheap... Cheaper motel. I looked online. The reviews were fine. Um, it definitely was older and more quaint, which I'm actually fine with. I like a little bit of character. Like, whatever. So I get there and um, I get into the room and immediately was like, this is a no. No. It was so bad. <laughs> I, it was a huge stench of cigarette smoke. Like cigarette burns everywhere. Um, the carpet had to have been from like the eighties. I'm not even kidding. It was terrible. There was piles of dead bugs in the corner, cobwebs, like what looked like rodent chewings. It was awful. And the smell, when was this, this was a couple weeks ago. Ah! I didn't even know, like, I feel like this is not even legal that a hotel can be like this, but the smell was so bad. I started to get a migraine right away. And I, I left after 15 minutes and booked a different hotel. And didn't get a refund so i essentially paid for two nights at two different hotels and only stayed in one of them it's a thousand dollars when all was said and done holy hell so
0: <laughs> that's bonkers <laughs> that was that was terrible
1: oh well on that note So next time I'm letting the client pick (laughs) up.
0: No, I've, I've been in a couple bad ones, not because of weddings, but just because of being on the road and needing to find a spot in like rural Ohio or something and just being like, Oh no. Just sleeping
1: with all your clothes on top of the bed. Yeah. I I couldn't even do that. Like it was too bad. And I'm not super high maintenance, but this was, no, I'm not either. And yeah, well, see, book your own. No, I'm just kidding. No,
0: normally Normally, it's... God, there's a lot of trees getting chopped up out there. Sorry, again. Why don't you answer this one, Audrey? What do you ask for as a retainer? And when do you collect final payment? I'll, actually, I'll just throw in my two cents on that last part. I always collect final payment two weeks before the wedding date.
1: Okay. Yep. Retainer is a $1,000. Um, that, to me, is what it's worth to hold that date if, for some reason, that wedding got canceled. And then... Also, if they have an engagement session added on, on top of the $1,000, I also have them pay full price for their engagement session. Because for my packages, an engagement session is a discounted price if they add it on. Yes. So they pay for the retainer, and then they pay full price for their engagement session, and then that discount gets added on to their final payment.
0: Totally. Wanted, I'm want. I glad
1: you brought up that,
0: uh, that point. I always had my couples pay for what their engagement session was worth. I think it was $900 or whatever. I had them pay for that Mm -hmm. by like a week before the engagement session or whatever, two weeks before, whatever it was so that the engagement session was paid for because I have had a couple of people uh, have to cancel weddings and not, and this was way in the early days where I was like, oh my gosh, I did their engagement session already. So essentially I was doing an engagement session for what was the retainer fee? Yeah. Which was fine. So it wasn't like I did it for free, but like what you want is to have the retainer fee and the, engage- and the engagement fee before the yep. wedding day, because you're doing that work. That's a super yep. important point. I'm glad you brought that up. My retainer was always 25% of one of the four packages I offered. I don't think some people don't do that. I don't really think too hard about it anymore. I think maybe if I went back to weddings, I just do a flat rate, but um, Mm -hmm. it still ended up being like $800 or something at the low end. So it's whatever.
1: I recently saw discussion somewhere and there is some benefit to doing a flat rate. And I don't know what it is. I'd have to like Google it or something, but I saw that there was chatter about it's better to do a flat rate for some reason, I don't know, taxes. I don't know what it was worth looking into. I've heard that too. I don't know what that would be, but. I think a thousand
0: is a common amount. And I've heard that too. And I actually don't remember what the reason was for it. I, I did the way I did the what I did for so long that, um. and again, I don't do weddings anymore that I, I guess I'm out of that loop, but I never found a problem with it. And I, I feel like people found it to be relatively appropriate for, let's say if it was like a $3,000 package or a $6,000 package mm-hmm. for, for whatever reason it seemed to work out. But now that I'm thinking through it, it'd be interesting to get people's feedback on this. So feel free to.
1: Yeah. I'm curious. I should look more into
0: Send that. us a note.
1: And then final payment. I have 30 days out, which I'm not sure why I picked 30 days. I've just been doing that for a long time. And I do two weeks. And sometimes people pay late. I'm not super, like, I do, in my contract, it says there's a $10 per day late fee or something like that. I've never, ever implemented that, and I don't know that I ever would. But I've had some people, you know, pay late or forget, and I just reach out like, hey, just a reminder. Or if it, (laughs) and then it usually, yeah, for sure.
0: Or if it's, like, a parent that's paying, which is not uncommon, and they want to pay with a check, which is great, because then you don't get the merchant service fee, which is huge, but it's not super I mean, if they want to pay with the card, that's just part of doing business. You lose that money. But um, if it is a parent that wants to pay with a check and I've had it occasionally where they're like, can mom just bring you the check on the day of? And I always am very clear, like, yes, I'm not going to start shooting until I have that in hand, though, because I don't want to bother you in the middle of something important later in the day. Okay. So that's like a a big one for me because I I really tried very, very hard in all the years I shot weddings to never start shooting before I was paid.
1: Yes. Yep. That's very wise. I mean, if for some reason I didn't get paid, I don't think this has ever happened before either. Maybe it's a portrait session, but only like a couple days late where they paid me a couple days late. I don't touch the photos or start editing until I get paid. That's a huge one. I certainly wouldn't start editing if I hadn't been paid. No. And then their editing deadline gets moved to when I start editing or when I got paid. I mean, Say their photos are due three weeks after their session, but they paid me five days late. Their photos would be due three weeks and five days after their session. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, totally. For sure. And that makes sense to push that back. I just made it really clear and upfront that it was two weeks before the wedding date. And I almost never had a problem unless like a parent wanted to pay with a check. But that was, Mm -hmm. that was, that worked really, really well. And my merchant service just pinged them when it was time. So it's not like Mm -hmm. I had to do it. Another great reason to have a good system set up. Okay, I think we're done with our Q and A. Q and A. Q and A. All right. Well, anything else you want to add to that?
1: I don't think so. I think I talked enough. I think so too.
0: <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we enough.
1: offered some wisdom. I I
0: apologize. I was a little distracted because a tree was coming down right next to my head. And uh, Audrey and I schedule these things, so we're just going to plug on through and. Uh, You get a little taste of Minnesota in the podcast today.
1: Squirrels and woodchampers. Not squirrels and woodchampers. No, never.
0: (laughs) Okay, it's time. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. (laughs) One more quick reminder if you're feeling overwhelmed right now, disorganized, check out 17 Hats. You'll be able to focus on what you do best photography. Meanwhile, 17 hats does exactly what you need done to manage your business, just as if you were doing it yourself. Go to photobizhelp.com forward slash 17 hats to get 50% off your first year. A quick reminder head to Pick-time.com. Use the code PHOTOBIZHELP. Jump on this offer. You get one free bonus month. This is the best decision I've made. I hope you give it a try. Picktime.com with code PHOTOBIZHELP. Don't forget to head over to Studio Q MPLS to grab that 10% discount on a studio rental. Use code PHOTOBIZHELP. This is definitely a studio you want to check out. StudioQMPLS.com. Use code PHOTOBIZHELP at checkout for 10% off your rental.